Welcome to In Real Time, where we as Heights Church are inviting you in for real conversations about leading people, organizations, and change in the new normal. We're hoping that our real discussions about our church's journey will help you as you reimagine and rebuild yours. Hello, Craig Sweeney here, and welcome to another episode of In Real Time, where we're having real conversations about leading people, organizations, and change. And today I am joined by two of my teammates, and I want you to introduce yourselves. Yeah, my name is Tim Layfield. I'm one of the associate pastors here. Very nice. I'm Jen Yarbrough, and I'm also one of the associate pastors here. Very nice. And it was pointed out earlier by Miss Jen that we basically look like a mint Oreo cookie right now with the black. I'm the flavor. flavor. I'm bringing the flavor. There it is. Oh, boy. Mint. Uh, that's a lot of flavor right mint. there. Mint. That's why Minty. I don't do mint. I don't mint. do mint. I don't what? Do mint. Anyway, yeah, mint chip. Uh, nice. My wife's favorite, but I'm not into it. understand that business. Not into it. Good times. Okay, you go. What we're going to be doing today is finishing up yep. uh, talking about the game plan itself. Yeah. So uh, if you have not joined us for earlier episodes and you're wondering what in the world is a game plan, why don't we uh, talk about what is a game plan? You guys help me describe this. Well, game plan is simply, well, we got it from uh, Patrick Lencioni's book, The Advantage. Yes. And he says you should put together a game plan that kind of outlines who you are as an organization. It mm-hmm. gave us, I was at four, five, five yeah. different yeah. areas. So we, yeah. we go with why do we exist, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Which is really our vision and our mission statement. And right. We have uh, how do we behave, yeah. which includes our core values. Right. As uh, a church. As a church overall, overall as our core values. Yeah. Yep. And then we switch over and we've got how do... We behave, but just specifically for our ministry leaders and staff people. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We talked about and We actually kind of de- delineated between all leaders, which right. includes staff, yeah. and then yep. staff. There's something specifically for them, right? Yeah. There so we have is. our leadership yeah. DNA for all of our leaders. That's right. Right. Right, which is for us as staff. Yeah. And early leaders. Yep. And, and then, then something. Aspire. Aspire. Right. Aspire. That last the acrostic. Yep. Yes. The which we're not getting into today. God thing. So we did a lot of that last time. Right. And what do it, we do? Uh, yeah. Helps us define that. And so today is something right. new. Yeah. Last so we answered those questions. Yep. We think that helps us get to clarity. Yeah. And that's what the whole book, Advan- The Advantage, yeah. was about. It's just getting to that clarity. So on one card, front and back. Yep. You have all the pertinent information for what makes our organization unique and who we are, what's most important to us. That's right. And so uh, often organizations, churches will have some answers to these questions. Yeah. Why do we exist? We have mission vision statement. statements, mission yep. statements, but not everybody does. Right. In fact, I saw a statistic that showed that only about 10% hmm. of actual organizations have a stated mission and vision statement. Okay. And so I don't know if that's actually, well, I mean, I would think it's true, otherwise they wouldn't have shared it, but um, <laughs> and, but how many actually lean into those vision and mission statements? Yeah. We, we often list them, but we don't ever go back to them and really talk about how we're fulfilling them and chasing them. We don't live out of them. We don't do it. Well, yeah. we do. We do. And that's we the do. point of the of game don't. plan. That's right. Right. It's so we bring this out at meetings, we yeah. do it at staff meetings, we yeah. do it at individual ministry meetings, right. and... Uh, this is really good stuff. Yeah. It guided us through COVID for sure. 100%. It's guiding us right now. Yeah. And Absolutely. it guided us before COVID. Yeah. Guided us before COVID. Yeah. 
So like I would say too, you know, we've mentioned it in past podcasts, their game plan is it prevents us from, from mission drift. Yes. Mission drift. It's that idea of like, yeah, you just kind of get off. Like, how do we get here? Mm -hmm. Well, the game plan allows us to stay on target, stay with our vision and our mission statement, helps us to lead our, our our leaders and how to act, how to respond, how to behave. Like you could easily get off. And so this is that great realignment tool. Yeah. Yeah. Because when we do what we do, which is, you know, most of what ministry revolves around is the weekend, mm-hmm. right? That, that that weekend services are coming up every seven days, right? There it is. And so it's easy to get into that routine of, all right, well, let's just come back again next week. And I get it. But if we're not careful, mm-hmm. it can really honestly become who we are, right. what we actually do. Yeah. We don't state it on paper, but... It's actually what we're doing and what we're inviting people into is just mm-hmm. come back again next week. Yeah, we don't want that. But we know that's yeah. not real. And I don't think any ministry leader would say, yeah, that's all I want. But in effect, if we're not talking about these things, yes. that's the practical Gotta outcome be intentional. of it. Right. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Otherwise, it's you, not going to happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, you have to pull this out all, a lot. Got to pull it out. Say, hey, this is what we're about. Yep. Re-value. All right. So that's the game plan. And uh, we're encouraging all of us to just make sure that, hey, do we have these things clarified? Right. And if we don't, let's do it. Let's clarify and let's initiate some of those conversations. Let's do it as a team. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe that's with your board. Maybe it's with your staff. Maybe it's a lay staff, depending on your organization and size. Right. There is a group of people that you would want to sit down and invite into this. It's not 50. It's probably like less than 10. It's probably closer to three to five or seven, somewhere around that mm-hmm. range. And answer these questions. And yeah. you'll definitely be able to put some things down. That'll be yep. uniquely you. So today, yeah. we're talking about another question on the game plan. The mm-hmm. last two questions... How will we succeed? Right. Which is a critically important question. And honestly, not a so bizarre, and I'm ashamed to say this, but it's not a question I ever considered before I ever read the book. Really? Mm-hmm. No. I, I mean, yeah. when did anybody ever ask you in ministry, hey, how do you know if you're going to succeed? Mm-hmm. People don't That's ask those question. kind of questions right. in ministry. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I mean, if you're in business, it's like, well, I know we'll succeed if we sell this much product and this right. a quarter. You know, that kind of thing. We made this many widgets and therefore we're excited. Right. Well, it's not that way in ministry. It's so hard to quantify. Because it's usually a number. You ask, hey, a a camp. How do you know you succeed at camp? Well, last year we took 100. Yeah. This year we want to take 120. Right. Or children's ministry. Yeah. We had our summer program. You had this number. Right. Usually it's numbers. It can be, yeah. Volunteer. It often is. Yeah. But you're right. But th- this is not that. Yeah, this is not that. Mm-mm. Okay, and when you bring that up, it makes me think of something. Again, how do we succeed? Mm-hmm. How do we know we're being successful? Well, let's just be honest. <laughs> right now, if you look at current statistics, almost every church in America is sitting at somewhere between 45 and 65% of who they were pre-COVID. Yeah. So that means all the numbers mm-hmm. are less than. Yeah. Right. And we don't think of that as success. Nope. And, 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 and the goal can't be, well, I just got to get back to that number before. That's right. Because that's just an elusive number. I, I, I can't really, it matters, but it only matters for the, to the extent that it matters, right. that number. Mm-hmm. The real question of how we succeed, it's answered differently. And it's not answered with how much came in, in the offering, how many people showed up. Those two things are important. I'm not saying they right. aren't, but they're only a small fraction 
of the overall answer mm-hmm. to how will we succeed. Yes. Right. And so that's really what this question's drilling down on. Mm-hmm. And so it's helping us to think about it differently. And this was a question I know through COVID, mm-hmm. last two and a half years, and right now as we're moving forward, we're asking, and it changed. Sometimes it changed weekly. <laughs> Honestly, there yeah. were times... They probably changed Change. daily. Yeah, within the day. During Those the early, pandemic. Early time, early Then it months. started being weekly, then it was monthly, then it mm-hmm. might have been quarterly. Yeah. But uh, it was crazy. So the game plan, we typically bring these out about every three to four times in a year, uh, often during the different seasons, maybe at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. maybe another one somewhere around when springtime's showing up, another one for summer, and another one right. for the fall. Right. And the reason is because different things are called for Right. For these different seasons of time. Right. So we we naturally see these rhythms in churches. And so it just helps us to think about, hey, the next season, how do we know we're mm-hmm. being successful? Right. What is it that we need to pursue? And so that's what it's drilling yeah. down on. When you say revisit these things three or four times, we bring them, we, we use this more often than that. Yeah. You're oh, saying yeah. in the that's context of these next two sections. Well, uh, yeah, right? we bring it out more often, right. but we we come back and say, we answer the question, how will we succeed? Yes. Three to four times That's what I meant. in a year. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. way you're not saying, oh, hey, you're three or four months, take a look at this. Right. No, agreed. This is for this section. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, and, and every throughout the year, the the first part, core values, yeah. vision statements, vision statements, that's not changing. Correct. That, that's that's solid. That's, that's solid. Right. We may change those every four to five, six years. Right. But the how to will we succeed really will change mm-hmm. season to season, Seasonally, quarter yeah. to quarter. Right. Yeah. So Whatever's that's top priority. That's the part. And yeah. then the next thing ahead of us. Yeah. So we don't revisit the core values to mm. change them. Right. We revisit the core values to see if we're meeting that standard. Right. Correct. Yeah. That we do. That's yeah. what I meant. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's dig into this. Yep. So let me ask you this. Uh, how, how meaningful is it to you as staff, teammates leaders in the organization, people who are following you, asking you questions and wondering, hey, what what is most important right now? What what's the value of having these ans- this question answered for you ahead of time in the season and being a part of coming up with these answers? How how does it help you? And uh, you know, what 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 kind of meaning do you get yeah, from that? Yeah, I think one of the ways is it not that we ever would want to be a silo, but I think mm. it just can naturally happen sometimes. Yes. Because you're so focused on your area. Yeah. You want it to be the best it can be. But yeah. what I love about these three mm. things, and sometimes there's more than that, these yeah. are more church-wide. This is big picture. How Good will point. we succeed? Yep. Right. So it causes my focus to shift back to, okay, big picture. Yeah, this is my area of ministry. It's crucial. I want to do the best I can here. Yeah. But what's going on church-wide? Mm. How can I do whatever my area is so that it's building into and staying mm-hmm. on board with what our whole organization needs are right yeah. now. Yeah. Which I think is really important. Just it is. Keeps us keeps us open to um what what we're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. all together. That's really good. So let's give them an example of what we're talking about. So I've got our game plan from spring mm-hmm. of this year. And the first thing we had three things on how we succeed. 
And one of those was the Unite campaign success. Right. So yeah. because of COVID being COVID, we were rocked and yeah. brought to our knees. Right. And financially, it was devastating to us, as many churches in America experienced. And so we had to do a campaign, and we came to that reality last fall. Mm-hmm. The, uh, well, yeah, coming up last fall, we knew that's very likely where this is going, a right. full-on campaign to get things back together, because we were facing having to lay off much of our staff, or yep. at least four of our pastoral staff, which would have been devastating to us. So we needed to do a campaign. We came into the spring, we were already in the campaign, but it was extending from that early, or I should say early part of the year, which mm. had been winter, and into the springtime. Correct. So you're over Restoration Ministries, um, among other things that you do, and how would this have affected you? So did Restoration Ministries go to the side and you didn't do anything with it? You just shut it all down uh, in order to... Uh, just focus on the campaign altogether, or were you able to, how did that work with you in Restoration Ministries? Because we didn't just stop everything. No, yeah, and I think because of my role, my answer might be a little different because I'm also over-administrative. Yes. So I'm office administrator, executive assistant, all of that. Yeah. So I knew a campaign, that was where my tasks were going to be coming from. Yes. The bulk of my tasks, a lot of the bulk of my hours. So it was living, eating, breathing campaign, events, communication. Mm-hmm. It's just a huge monster. Yeah. And so because of that, I'm doing restoration ministries too. Yeah. But I intentionally stepped out of leading a group when we ran our winter quarter because yes. it was during the same season. Great example. So I'm like, you know what? I got my team there. They can yeah. cover this. That's right. They've got this so That's that exactly I don't right. have to get burnt out and spread too thin. Yeah. So I just kind of shifted my priorities yeah. a little bit, but yeah. then did what I could to keep the team going. I, I think it's a perfect example, actually, because what we realized is uh, we knew our success was going to be in getting our financial feet underneath us. Yeah which meant restorations, we don't want to set it aside because this is helping us fulfill our mission, right? This is still very needed, but we knew that the priority was the Unite Campaign success. And because you're also my admin, uh, you do things that nobody else can do here. And so you had to step out of that, Mm -hmm. let your team still take it, and... All that time you put towards the campaign we knew was needed because that was going to make us successful in this season. So that's one of the ways it guided us. Yeah, if we weren't successful at the campaign, Restoration Ministries was going to go away. Exactly. So I didn't want that to happen. Right. So that's my top priority is let's make this campaign a success. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because I know that's going to provide longevity for my area of ministry. Perfect. Mm -hmm. So that's a great example of what we're talking about in regards to this. Yep. Um, so how will we succeed? The Unite Campaign success, that is seasonal. Fortunately, we were done with it. Like, okay, yep. And so we didn't need to bring that back for the next, which would have been the summer. Right. Uh, some of the other things that we did in the spring, just to remind you guys, uh, we also said we will succeed when we continue to innovate our online campus for right. meaningful engagement. Now, why did that one make the list? Because you're over online and you were yeah. just actually making the shift to becoming mm-hmm. our online campus pastor right. as part of your duties. So why yeah. did that make the list? Well, because one, we recognize that 
in that time, it actually went with Unite. Those people, that's a viable community. Yeah. And we, those people were seeking community. They're, they're seeking like restoration ministries. People online wanted that. People yeah. online yeah. want all these other things. And so we realized we want to do our best, dead level best during this campaign to get people connected one to the campaign and to the church because yeah. it is their church and it yes. would, would be their campaign. Right. And so we really needed to sink, sink in and figure out how to make that community more than what it was. Right. And so we decided, all right, we're going to make that a priority. Yeah. And that made it clear for me because that was my role. Yeah. But that's not what it, when it made that list, it's not just more my role. It's the overall church. And so, yeah. Yeah. That was very helpful because I had other people, for instance, Ryan, our worship pastor, mm. immediately used experiences he had from his previous church who was doing online. Yeah. He, yeah. man, yeah, was he was awesome. in my office saying, okay, hey, this is, this yeah. is on our list. So you want to talk, talk about it? <laughs> That's like, so good. Absolutely. Because we were in that discovery phase. Yeah. yeah. We were doing Everybody it, but like how is, we're still doing right. it. We're, we're still, still figuring, in that. Yeah. Still figuring it out. Yeah. And so, yeah, so having it on there was helpful because it brought other people knowing that was my role to help and give me input. And, um, and it was clear, like, okay, this is, we've got to figure these out. Yeah. Yeah. So good. And I remember too, that also part of it was because as we're basically then mm -hmm. you saw a, a psychological shift in yep. people's minds about COVID yes. pandemic coming out yep, and there that. were people coming into the in-person gathering. Yep. And then we were concerned about, okay, well, what's happening with engagement with online? Are people losing interest? What's right. going on? And we knew we wanted to really connect with them yeah. and uh, in order to keep them mm -hmm. and uh, to engage with them as a real campus. Yeah. Uh, so... So it made the list because we knew that needed to happen now. Yeah. It used to be the only option we had. Right. And now, were, now it was an option. Right. And we wanted to make sure it yeah. was strong and, so and reaching. Right. And so therefore, we also got creative about doing stuff about our midweek pastor connection. We did yeah. that for a while. Again, right. getting curious, yep. you know, trying new things, being bold, those kind of things. And so it also led us to push us to try different things to see what those needs were and how we can meet the needs of the people online. Yeah. And the feedback we got was great because mm. then we could take that into the summer where we are now. And, yeah. And yeah. So, yeah. And I remember too, people were also saying, is online really viable? <laughs> and we were getting that from our people. And right. I know that this was also a reaction to that. Well, I should mm -hmm. say reaction, a response. Because mm -hmm. it wasn't a knee-jerk reaction. We've been doing it for a long time, yeah. all through mm -hmm. COVID. But we wanted to say it is meaningful. We're 100% in. And so we need to go for it. Yep. And so that's why we're going to continue to innovate for the online campus because mm -hmm. we want to answer the question. Yes, it is a thing and it's mm -hmm. a thing for us. Yep. We believe in it. And here's why. And and here's why. Give them so at that moment, that question was coming from our people mm -hmm. and other church leaders. It was a lot of discussion going on in church leaders at that time, as it still is. Right. And so we, this was our answer to it. Yep. The answer is yes, it yes, is. So it let's is. keep going. Yeah. All right. So again, that's a seasonal thing. Yep. That that won't be the case forever. No. Right. right. Nope. So uh, that was that was something seasonal. we wanted to know. So we made a push. Yeah. And then for the spring, the other one was helping people to reignite their passion. Mm, why? Yeah. Why did that one make the list? You guys remember? Well, we were talking at the time, and it was just kind of the buzz out there. Yeah. Uh, with leadership podcasts and things like that. 
that post-COVID, people were just kind of in this state of indifference and Mm -hmm. kind of an apathy Mm -hmm. sort of mentality. It was just like kind of weary from the whole thing and Mm, lacking motivation. And so we built that one in. I can't remember exactly how it's worded, but... Help people re-engage their passion. Yeah. We're pretty sure they lost it. Yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> so we were just calling them back it. to life in a way. Yeah, it's yeah. like, get reconnected, yeah. people. This yeah. is what you need. And yeah. if it's online or in person, whatever yeah. it is, yep. just yeah. to try and stir them up again, get them engaged. We didn't care if it was not in person. Mm-hmm. It, it's fine if it was online. But yeah. that was the whole thing. How can we re-engage yes. our people? Yeah. So we saw the passion waning. Mm-hmm. That's a seasonal thing. Because yeah. right now, we feel... Feel the oh, passion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we feel the passion now because we Much dug different in than then, then and yep. we're reaping yeah. the benefits now. Yeah. Correct. But if we hadn't paid attention to this, I think we wouldn't have dug in and actually spoke to them and challenged and encouraged mm-hmm. in the messages and just all that we were doing yeah. about passion. Yeah. And I love that. That's like addressing the felt need. Yes. That was the felt need of our people. And if we're going to love them and serve them and lead them well, we got to pay attention to that and respond to it and meet them where they are and help them grow out of that. It It is. It is. It's really good. So that's, again, I think a good good sense of how will we succeed. That only was about a three-month period of time. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then yeah. we're like, okay, in three months, we're going to see where are we at now. And, and three months later, we did ask a mm-hmm. question again, how will we succeed? Well, now this is the spring. Now the summer game plan, we have uh, three different things. Yep. Yeah. Now celebrate. they're not completely different, nope. but they're, but they are different. Yeah. Yep. And so, uh, yeah. How we succeed. What do we got here? We got celebrate and encourage generosity. I don't know. That was mm. just like the follow up to the one we had before that. The Unite, the Unite, Unite campaign. campaign. Right. Yeah. It's like now that we've got commitments in, we know where we're at financially. How can we keep that momentum strong? Yes. How can we keep celebrating yeah, this good. generosity and keeping the prayer going for that and yeah. just mm-hmm. not dying out on that. Just yeah. that encouragement. Loop. Yep. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's another one on here? We have uh, expand our ministry partner teams. Yeah. And this is one of those things I think it was a, a necessary uh, step to put on here because we had help people to reignite their passion. Mm-hmm. We, people were, we were, were in this space coming out of, out of, uh, the pandemic where we saw people coming back to church. Yeah. Uh, people were getting more comfortable. People were, their passion was being reunited. So all yeah. of a sudden we saw these ministry needs. Yeah. So like they're our, growing again, Yeah. pastor Jennifer in the children's department, all of a sudden she's like, yeah, we have this many kids now, yeah. but I only have this many leaders. Yeah. And so we thought, okay, let's create an urgent, urgency of, of expanding our partner, our ministry partners. Yeah. We see it in student ministry, all of them, even down to our facilities, volunteers who come Mm -hmm. and help the full-time facilities crew. Yeah. He was down on help. So we realized, okay, we're starting to grow. Numbers are happening. Ministries are expanding. We need more volunteers. Yeah. So we said, all right, we're going to make it. We all got to lean in. Yeah. Yeah. But we didn't set aside restoration ministries. Nope. No. We we just knew that hey if if you come across somebody there that could volunteer and join one of these teams then you were gonna encourage them to Let do so. Let them know that ask. Yeah, that there. Yeah. That's how the value of the right. overall 
yeah. success really mm-hmm. comes to play in each of the ministry yeah. pieces. And when it's yeah. a, a yeah. when it's a whole team aspect, right? You mentioned earlier these things. This is overall. We're all pushing for these things. Yeah. You you could have met somebody on your restoration team that said, "Hey, you, you might want to work in student ministry." So, yeah. or you may want to work Passion here. Yep. Yeah. Because we're all having, we all are, are working together. Hey, you. Perfect. Oh, you're you're a musician. Yeah. You should check out our worship team or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So right. Our, it's our all production working, team. Yeah. Our production yeah. team. We're all working together. Yeah. Because we know it's a measurement how we're going to succeed. We want to bi- build our yeah. ministry team. Yeah, it's good. Not just my team. That's good. All of our ministry team. What about this last one, Craig? Yeah. Why yeah. did this one make the list? Yeah. Increase the reach of our ministries. Yeah. Because honestly, what we had been doing, uh, we found that we were in... Uh, just kind of, uh, how, how would I describe the mode? We were just in like, okay, this is all there is mode, right? <laughs> right. Like, okay, there's 10 of us. And we, and we were like, no, 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 it's time to reach out. This is bigger than just us who are here right now because of COVID, those who have ventured back out. It's like, no, 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 it's time now. The psychology of people is changing. They're yeah. willing to come back. We need to invite them, re-engage with them. And so we wanted to increase the reach of our ministries to touch people in our city, uh, those people, the duns, the nuns who have left the church. Mm-hmm. It's like, nope, no, we want to increase our reach back to you and pull yeah. you back in because that work that God created and started in you, he wants to finish it. Yeah, And he's going to use his local church. He's going to yeah. use our church. You're connected to us. Mm-hmm. We are coming back and asking for you to re-engage. Mm-hmm. And so we want to increase the reach of our ministries. So yeah, that was part of that. Is just recognizing it's not a just about who's with us right now. Mm-hmm. We need to reach back in and start growing these ministries again. Yeah, and I think it included that part too about knowing this is the new norm. So yeah, it's point. like, wow, we got to yeah. keep strategizing about how do we increase the reach yeah. with this yeah. and this whole right. change that the pandemic has brought about. Yeah, it really is thinking differently and even doing some things differently right. and mm. trying to research and find out what can we do more effectively. Yeah. So it's just part of what's yeah. been continuing yeah. since mm-hmm. we're now in it's a different true. place. That's you know, I think the other part of that that I'm remembering now as well is that we increased the reach of our ministries, but to increase it, what we recognized we had to do was actually assess what is it right now? Because yes. before... Like Pastor Jennifer, you were talking about her. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she had 85, 87 people volunteering in children's ministry before COVID. Correct. Okay, but at this time, uh, she she needed to assess how many of those people are still with me. Well, she was. we needed to come to a place, because people all through the last year and a half have been coming back, straggling here and there. Well, I'll be there in three months. I'll be here, blah, 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 blah. Kept getting all these stories. Yeah. It was time for us to say, okay, Who's here now? Mm-hmm. Who's here now? What can we count? Okay, there's 65 of us in children's ministry serving. Right. Now it's time for us to increase that back to 70. We right. need to get to 75. Right. We know we got 65, and we know that that other group is not with us anymore. Mm-hmm. And so we needed to do that assessment. Yeah. Come to the grips with what we the reality for us is today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, we didn't really know up until then. Right. This is when we were figuring yeah. it out. And until Counting you, heads yeah. in the camp to say, who is now with us? And until we did that assessment, you could literally continue operating with that. It's like in the waiting room. 
Will they come back? Are they coming oh, back? That's a great way to say it. It's yeah. a waiting room. Will so they come back? Will they come back? Yeah. They, you know, they were with us for five years and, yeah. and, but we haven't seen them yet. And yeah. so, or they kept telling us they were going to. Yeah. And, but at some point you just have to put a stake in the ground and say, okay, here's who's with me now. Yeah. And they, those people may come back, but we, yeah. we've got to move forward, yeah. start recruiting, start increasing our ministry partners yeah. so that we can prepare for what's coming. Yes. Yeah. And that's our growth. Yeah. We're not mad at you, but no. we do have to move. Yeah. We got to move on. Right. Yeah. Remember that conversation you had with that family? I think it was this past weekend and the impact that they didn't even realize was the happening. Best oh, right. Yes, yes, yes. And so that was so important. Yeah. I was talking to a family that goes to a different church and I haven't seen them for five years. So we were talking about just things and COVID of course came up. They wanted to know how our church was doing. And so I was explaining to them just how damaged the American church has been through this and, you know, 45 to 65% of pre-COVID attendance, and they were shocked. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and they said, well, you know what? That's starting to make sense because when we look at our church, we recognize all these people are new. It's like so many of the faces yeah. before COVID. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We don't even know where they are. We keep asking, what happened to so-and-so? What happened to so-and-so? Why are we smaller and then there's these new people who have come in. They said, it's so different. But they said, we haven't heard any of this. Our pastor hasn't said a word to us about any of this. He hasn't addressed any of these things. And they said, but now when you say this, it makes perfect sense. Because we've experienced all that you've said. We just didn't know that was happening with everybody else. We thought it was just our church. Yeah, I know. So to be able to tell them, no, this is everybody... And then they were they were recognizing, oh, okay, so this is the new reality, and and so that was helpful to them. Right. And I think that's where a lot of people are at, and it, I, that's one of the reasons for this podcast, right? Right? Because where are we going to hear about what's happening in other churches? These conversations, what's going to happen when people decide? We'll tell you, <laughs> and so yeah. that's why we want to tell you. And there's good, there's bad, there's been some ugly. Yeah. Because when we assessed those numbers of who's with us now, it was a whole lot of people yeah, was, who weren't there. Yeah, it was a little depressing. It was. It yeah. really grieving. was. We were yeah. talking about grieving. grieving. We had to grieve. Like, wow. We got yeah. Just... We literally had staff <laughs> sessions about grieving. Yeah. 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 But that was, but we, we had to do it in to order to move it. on. Yeah. Because you can't and move say, on. say, okay, now what, right. God? Exactly. Exactly. So that's part of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that we knew was part of our success in the next season. Yeah. And because we did it, we've emerged from the summer strong. And now yeah. we enter into a new game plan yeah. with new <laughs> things on one. it yeah. about what we know will make us successful. That we believe if we lean into these three things, four things, mm -hmm. we will be successful. So that's what this whole question is about. How yeah. will we succeed? Well, what's your organization what is success needing to look like for you? How will you know when you get to the end of the season, say January 1, 2023, right. how will you know that you were successful over these next few mm. months? Right. Well, think about it. Yeah. And I do believe that you'll have an answer or two. Yeah. All right. Now, the last question that Lencioni asks that we put on the game plan as well is, and this is an, uh, a simple one, this won't take long. What's most important right now it's only one thing. He calls it the rally cry. Right. What is the rally cry around <laughs> that everybody can come around? Yeah. And what made our rally cry for spring and for summer? You guys want to give it to us? Sure. Go for Let's it. Let's take bold steps. Yeah. Let's take my, bold steps. This is one of my favorites. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's good. It may come back. Yeah, for the fall because it's truly it required. It, it, might, it feels might like that's what we're still at. Right. Yeah. Well, it was, yeah. it was necessary as we again coming out of this pandemic over the last couple of years. We're seeing changing happening in the church. We're we're putting these. How will we succeed? Down. Yeah. We took a look at those three and we're like. The only way that's going to happen is if we just take bold steps. Yes. And by making that a rally cry, it was like we were giving each other permission to, all right, take a, take a, take a take risk. Take a risk. Let's go. Yeah. And it's, we need to be bold. We need to be because bold. Because if, we, if, we, if we're, we're not being bold, especially for us, if we were not mm-hmm. being bold in this last season, yeah. we wouldn't be experiencing what we're experiencing now. Agreed. Yeah. We would, again, like I said, we would be in this just pattern of... We'd be in this holding pattern. Yeah, yeah. Waiting, this waiting room. Yeah. Well, you got to take a bold step to get out of the waiting right. room. Let's go. And so that's uh, this is my favorite. Back to what you were saying, <laughs> I, I think our we saw indifference, and yes. we wanted to meet indifference mm-hmm. with yeah. bold. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a challenge for us, too. Yeah. I mean, there was fallout for us mm-hmm. coming on the other side of COVID, too. Yeah. Where there was us like, wow, we've just been through a hard season, but we didn't get a break. We, we had to break. keep going. Yeah. We had to help carry our people yeah. through this. We, we did a three-month campaign. <laughs> yeah, oh. right. At the end, and of so the now pandemic. we're supposed to keep making this thing happen. It's like torture. We changed our name <laughs> in the middle of the pandemic. And then we do a campaign. Twenty-six <laughs> different individual meetings that oh. I was oh. in, yes. and you were a big part of That's making happen. Work of the and Lord the carrying us through. I don't know. I, was, I didn't. <laughs> I was in those evening ones. Yeah. So it's like good but for it's what us. You have to do. It was wonderful. It was good. Bold Take steps. Bold steps. Bold We're going to get there. We're going to yeah. make a difference. But that's a, a rally cry for us not to let, yeah. let you know, our, yeah. ourselves take a little break. It was an or, encouragement and a reminder along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's especially good. That's you, how we use it. At times, you, you can feel beat up like, nope, let's go. Yeah. Take bold steps. So, hey, I'm thinking about this. Take a bold step. That's right. That's good. So as a senior leader, it meant a lot to me, everything to me, to know that there was clarity about what was going to make us successful. I knew that everybody on the team knew. We all came up with these, so I knew we were in agreement, and I felt great about it. Because eventually, ultimately, I have last say on these, because I have to to be just kind of that general editor of how's this all moving. Mm -hmm. But honestly, how we operate nowadays, it's just... We get there together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, love I, that. I just want to speak to those senior leaders who are worried. Oh, I don't know if I want to open up that kind of a discussion. Put some thought into it ahead of time. Share your heart about what you hear God saying to you. You don't know everything, but you know some things. Yeah. Right. Share that with your team. Yeah. And then ask them to join you in this process. And it doesn't happen in one meeting. No. We do this typically over two to three gatherings together. Mm-hmm. We're praying about it. God does good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thanks for joining me today for, for a real yep. conversation yep. about leading people, organization, and change. And if you don't have clarity about what success looks like for you in the next season of your church, well, then I highly encourage you to put together your game plan. Take the time, because here's what I know. You might feel like you don't have the time, but when you have this kind of clarity, believe me, you will crave it from now on. So sit down, have the conversations, and uh, be able to move forward. Speak to your team, encourage them, 
And I believe that God will do great things for you. Thanks for joining us today. Please hit subscribe and like, uh, and you will be uh, getting the next episodes downloaded directly to your feed. And we would love to be with you. And that way you don't have to miss any one of our episodes. All right, until next time.